For great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. Interviews, news, and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Okay, well, we've got another full hour to go here on State of the Nation. Brian hesher McLean is uh, is out uh, today, but he will be back. We're probably going to talk to him on the phone tomorrow. Uh, he's out doing God's work is what he's doing, but it's good to be with you. We've got a huge show coming up, uh, or a huge hour coming up with some great guests. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk about this. Well, it's another case of go woke and go broke. It has struck again. Ask not for whom the bell tolls, my friend. The bell tolls for Mickey and Minnie and Pluto and Goofy and and all the seven dwarfs. Uh, yes, uh, that's true. Disney is coming under fire again. Of course, Disney has been a lightning rod for this whole leftist cancel culture woke mentality. South Carolina State Treasurer Curtis Loftus has removed the Walt Disney Company from an approved investment list this week, citing structural rot. Uh, that has resulted in putting, quote, far-left activism, unquote, ahead of the fiduciary responsibilities to its investors. Gee, you don't say. Uh, well, that's true. It says, I think any, he says, I think any, uh, I think it's clear to anybody paying attention that there's structural rot inside of Disney. It's deep, it's pervasive, and I suspect Bob Iger, since his return as the CEO, now realizes it can't be fixed. It does not bode well for the future of Disney, as the state's banker, Loftus, a Republican, manages about $70 billion per year. The state treasurer office's portfolio contains $105 million of Disney debt instruments that will uh, mature, and they're scheduled, and they won't be replaced. Now, the thing is, though, this is <laughs> this is a state treasurer basically saying, the state of California is no longer going to do business with you, um, which is pretty telling, given the fact that Nikki Haley, of course, tried to woo Disney to South Carolina after Ron DeSantis got into a similar fight uh, with Disney. But Disney is uh, is really hurting. And and Loftus went on and says, he goes, but I think it's really uh, it's about the transfer of power. Uh, and it's been complete at Disney. The sane, sober, talented, mature people are now gone. And now you have the gender studies crowd running Disney. Uh, that's why their movies are flops. Uh, and their market cap, I think, is about half of what it used to be. It's a tremendous loss for America as we all grew up on Disney. So uh, there you go. Go woke, go broke. And uh, now Disney is going to... Uh, pay the piper for that one. Uh, and I, we'll see. Maybe they'll get it together. God knows Anheuser-Busch is doing its level best to come back from the Dylan Mulvaney thing. They're re-embracing what got them there in the first place. There's an old saying down south, dance with the one who brung you. And uh, Budweiser learned this the hard Well, Bud Light specifically learned this the hard way. And it looks like Disney is starting to learn it too. I suspect more state treasurers around the country will probably follow suit on this but we'll see also in the news today and we're going to be talking about this during the course of the hour bernie sanders has joined republicans to halt the spending bill that would have funded ukraine and israel and the border now bernie as you may suspect is not voting with republicans because he agrees with them 
Rather, he agrees with not funding Israel. That's where that's where Bernie comes down on it. Republicans have blocked the spending measure uh, because they're saying, hey, man, if you're going to say that you give a damn about national security, maybe the first place you ought to start is the southern border. That would make sense. Today, I listened to Karine Jean-Pierre accuse the Republicans of halting this important money needed for Ukraine. Good God, how's Ukraine going to protect itself? And this comes two days after the Biden administration saw the largest single day mass migration, mass influx of invaders, 12,000 in one day in one sector. Uh, and yet she has the uh, unmitigated gall to stand there uh, at, the lect- at the lectern and, and wag her finger in everybody's face and say, see, Republicans don't care about the security of Ukraine. Well, KJP, the same could be said about you and your boss with regards to the security of America. So Senate Republicans uh, yesterday blocked the procedural vote on the supplemental spending bill. That'll include, uh, which would have included billions in foreign aid to both Ukraine and Israel, preventing the measure from advancing to a floor vote for consideration. Vote was 49 to 51. Again, Vermont Independent Senator Bernie Sanders joined Republicans to oppose it. Again, it's important. What Bernie opposes is funding to Israel. That's it. But he became a no vote. Uh, And now uh, that funding bill has been pulled, at least for now. The question is, will the administration get the message? You better secure the damn border if you want one more penny going to uh, President Z uh, in in, in Ukraine. And uh, it's 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 sad that it's come to that. But that's where we are in this day and age. We'll follow this as it it goes along. Hey, are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Well, we sure do hope so. And if you think we're doing a good job, please let us know that. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or a comment on Facebook, Gab, or Getter, and help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Getting straight to the facts. Enough with the lies. We need facts. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT Okay, well, it's that time again. Time to bring our friend Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus, into the party here. And this is an interesting one. Major retailers in California. This is only California. Whenever I say California, I know it's going to be a crazy story. And it is. Major retailers in California are just weeks away from having to create gender-neutral toy sections for children in Cali. Or risk being fined hundreds of dollars under a controversial state law set to take effect in the new year. Oh, boy. Joining us now, the aforementioned Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus, TNT Radio News producer. Ruckus, California is going to California, I suppose. Uh, what's the deal with this new law? I, I might argue that they're just a little bit late behind the trend because I think Target was doing this uh, some time ago. Uh, maybe we'll get into that. Uh, Target is always leading the way about things like this. Um, yeah, way to go, California. Um, so this is insane. I, I just I come from the world of retail and restaurants, marketing business, and and I just I'm fascinated by this trend where governments are telling companies how to run their company. It, it, this should not be happening in America, but anyways, California does what California does. So here we go with what they're doing now. Uh, Under the terms of this new legislation that uh, Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law in 2021, California-based department stores with 500 or more employees that sell child care items or toys must, must have a gender-neutral section 
quote, regardless of whether they have been traditionally marketed for either girls or for boys, end quote. It defines childcare items as any product designed to facilitate sleep, feeding children, relaxation, or, quote, to help children with sucking or teething, end quote, and defines children as those 12 and under. Any department store that fails to create a gender-neutral section could face a $250 fine for the first violation and a $500 fine for any subsequent violations. The new law does not prohibit typical boys and girls sections. So that's nice. Uh, LGBTQ, uh, insert letters here, advocates called the measure a win at the time the legislation was signed, arguing the pink and blue hues of traditional marketing methods pressure kids to fit gender stereotypes. Well, I, I certainly- Biological facts, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see kids being pressured to fit any stereotype, but this is that political argument, of course. Uh, part of the legislation states that, quote, keeping similar items that are traditionally marketed either for girls or for boys separated makes it more difficult for the consumer to compare the products and incorrectly implies that their use by one gender is inappropriate, end quote. These are all the things that I remember thinking in my head when I was a kid looking at toys. I don't know about you, Steve. Uh, the bill was originally introduced into the California Assembly by one Assemblyman Evan Lowe. Nice name. Who compared it to earlier laws that require publicly traded companies to add women to their corporate boards. Force employees to release pay data to improve gender equity and require single occupancy bathrooms to use, quote unquote, all gender signs. That's according to the L.A. Times. Uh, according to The Washington Post, Lowe told his fellow lawmakers at the time, quote, traditionally, children's toys and products have been categorized by a child's gender, end quote. Uh, sorry, furthermore, quote, in retail, this has led to the proliferation of science, technology, engineering and mathematics, STEM, geared toys in a boys section and toys that direct girls to pursuits such as caring for a baby, fashion and domestic life. The segregation of toys by a social construct is what is appropriate for which gender is the antithesis of modern thinking, end quote. Similar legislation that was put forward in 2019 and 2020 failed. Now, according to Campbell Leeper, a professor of psychology at University of California, Santa Cruz, that's a, yeah, children are able to decipher which toys are meant for girls and which are meant for boys at the age of three. He told the L.A. Times, quote, we know from a variety of different research, once they have those categories in their heads, and if you try to label something for girls or boys, children will often ignore it if it's labeled for the other gender, end quote. Right. Lowe said that is why he was encouraged to write the bill. He told the Associated Press after Newsom signed it, quote, we need to stop stigmatizing what's acceptable for certain genders and just let kids be kids. My hope is this bill encourages more businesses across California and the U.S. to avoid reinforcing harmful and outdated stereotypes, end quote. But some saw the bill as government overreach and its way of forcing social change on companies. I would agree there. Uh, Jonathan Keller, president of the conservative California Family Law Council lobbying group, 
argued, according to The Washington Post, quote, activists and state legislators have no right to force retailers to espouse government approved messages about gender. It's a violation of free speech. And it's just plain wrong, end quote. And uh, I was correct, uh, according to a report from the L.A. Times, Target got rid of boys and girls sections back in 2015 with other retailers soon following suit, Steve. But now now it's the law in California. So what what place do you think government has in, in telling retailers what to do with their merchandising? Uh, zero, zero place, none at all. Um, none at all. And I, I would I would add further that it, it this is the kind of thing that is intent. We talk about intentional divisiveness. This is it. I, most people would champion the, the rights for LGBTQ. And as you mentioned, add your appropriate letters and abbreviations here. Uh, most people would. But now what's happening is now people are saying, you know what? Screw them. Now it's just overreach. Now it's just you're demanding. Now you've got the government playing. Uh, we're going to do a play social experiment. We're going to use these retailers as a show, a social Petri dish and figure out how we can shape, uh, you know, society into, into our view, into our narrative, into our agenda. And if you dare talk, if you dare question it, then you're the, you're the phobe, you're the, uh, the, the homophobe, the transphobe, whatever, all the isms and phobes. And I'm so disgusted with it. And I would wager, uh, I would wager ruckus that most Americans are disgusted with it as well. And, and, and California is going to California, uh, governor Gavin nuisance is going to be a nuisance. It's just what he's going to do. And, uh, you know, I pray God that the old adage as California goes, so goes the country doesn't come true on stuff like this. People are sick of the social engineering. If you don't believe me, uh, just that, uh, ask the former governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Northam. He's out of a job. You got Glenn Youngkin in there. Parents are sick of it. And most people of common sense uh, know exactly what's going on here. It rhymes with broom, but it begins with a G. It's grooming. And I don't give a damn what they say. That's what it is. They can say that, oh, we don't want women to be, or girls, little girls, to be turned off by STEM and all that. Okay, well, then why not? If I was a toy manufacturer, I would manufacture toys that dealt towards STEM and I would put them in pink boxes and I would do whatever. And then I might make some in blue boxes. So we get both sexes involved. Sex is a biological fact uh, and gender is a human construct and they want to change that around on us. And it's just absurd. Um, you got me going now. But anyway, Ruck, is anything else on this one, buddy? <laughs> well, do you think this is a gross violation of the Constitution in some way, shape or form? I mean, it's not like so obvious on its face, but do you think this might be something where one day we might see the Supreme Court in the, taking a look at this? I don't know. You know, if somebody brings suit, I would like to think so. I mean, it's just you you nailed it right on the head. Get, ignoring all of the social BS with the LGBT. This is government coercing private businesses to do things the way the government wants them to do it. So remove the whole gender crap out of the equation and just look at it for what it is. It's government pressuring private business to change their way of doing business to facilitate the egos and the faux virtue of those sitting in power in government. It's disgusting. But anyway, Ruckus, you'll notice. 
Yep. Real quick, you'll notice that they tried this back in 2019 and it failed. They tried it in 2020 and it failed. Three years later, it worked. I wonder what changed. Oh, that's right. The government has a fancy new tool that they wielded quite effectively, unfortunately, during the pandemic. And that was governments telling businesses how to run their business. And people were okay with it. This is what happens. You let them do it once. They're going to keep doing it over and over again. It needs to stop. Absolutely, Ruckus. Well said. There it is. That the COVID, the whole scamdemic was the uh, camel nose under the tent flap. And now the camel is in the tent and we're going to have to find a way to to shoo it away. Uh, Ruckus, as always, brother, thank you so much, man. Have a wonderful day. We'll look forward to doing this all over again tomorrow, man. Thanks, Steve. You too. Take care. Uh, Take care of yourself. There he goes. That's Adam Clark. You're listening to State of the Nation with me, Steve Hook. Brian Hesher McLean will be back. We'll probably do a phoner with him tomorrow. Let's take a breather, though, because coming up on the other side, we've got a wonderful guest. Paul Preston will be joining us on the other side on State of the Nation on TNT Radio. Pervoy Morich on TNT Radio. From June 2012 for BBC, Tony Blair ID cards needed to tackle illegal migrants. Uh, of course, that was 2012. Those ID cards today are is, is digital ID. And uh, Majid Nawaz, among others, he, he says, globalist surrogates pretending to be right, populist right-wing influencers against Muslims and immigration are leading you into a trap. It was these very same globalists who opened our borders as part of their plan after invading multiple countries in your name. And of course, it's the same false flag form They're creating the problem intentionally because they have a solution that they want for us. So, you know, they got the solution, which is, you know, dystopia. uh, And then they figure out, okay, what problems can we create to to get where we want to go? So we want this algorithm ghetto. How do we get it? Flood in illegal migrants, get rid of law and order. And the solution is going to be the algorithm ghetto. And we're already seeing signs of that. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation on on TNT Radio. Very happy to welcome our next guest. First time ever on State of the Nation, Paul Preston. Paul is the founder and president of uh, the movement for a new California state, which essentially means to uh, bifurcate that state in half and say, okay, you nuts live over there, and the rest of us common sense Americans are going to live over here. 
Wonderful idea. We're going to talk to Paul about that. But I also want to talk to him about this James Yo situation that happened in Virginia, because that's interesting as well. Paul Preston, sir. Hello. How are you? Welcome to State of the Nation. Well, thank you for having me. It's really an honor to be here. Yeah, it's 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 great to have you here. I want to talk about the new California state of New California in in a bit, but I couldn't help but notice that uh, you were on with Joe Hoft, and there's some real questions coming out that uh, this almost sounds tinfoil hat, but when you kind of dig into it, you realize, wait a minute, maybe there's maybe there's something here. For those who don't remember, it, it happened this week. James Yo. Was it Yo or You? I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Pronounce it You. 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 It's, it's kind of a funny way that you say You. <laughs> they haven't gotten yeah. down yet. Okay, James You. Well, he's passed away, so he's not going to get too angry at us. But this was the guy that was uh, shooting a flare gun in his home in Arlington, Virginia, and it blew up, uh, killing him. And now all of a sudden people are saying, well, wait a minute, what's going on? Who was this guy? Why did this happen? Because it seems like such a strange way to go. And why is it seemingly is his entire background being scrubbed? Facebook page, all his social sites have been taken down. Why don't you fill us in a little bit here, Paul? What's going on with James U? Well, you know, in our quest to become a new state, we uh, find ourselves doing a lot of things that uh, uh, we're overturning and turning over. I guess you can say a lot of rocks here in California, and we're looking into a number of different things. Obviously, the elections, the election fraud that's taken place here, here in California, which, by the way, um, the election fraud with all the machines started in California. and It's now swept the nation over the last 30 years. Uh, so, you know, we have some, re- some responsibility and the new California state movement has been uh, doing the deep dive to prevent these election machines from being used. And we're making quite a bit of progress. But in that progress, we uh, discovered a lot of things about, you know, the world of, um, I guess you would say, the Internet, <laughs> to say the least. Anyway, um, we got into some serious investigations about how this whole thing has been played out with all these machines. And one of the things that has really stuck out with us is that we ran into a situation where in one of our counties that we're working with right now, San Joaquin County, there was a, a city councilman in Lodi, California, who was arrested for election fraud. And of course, who gets arrested for election fraud? That's the city councilman or something like that in California. That just doesn't happen because, as you know, and as the world knows, we have perfect clean, fair elections in California, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, the, the the police, the, the sheriff there, Withrow, he said, uh, you know, there's something going on here. And then uh, he contacted some of our people in the New California State Movement who have been using all, you know, the algorithms and things like that to solve these problems. And uh, one thing led to another. And all of a sudden, there's a full-on investigation. Well, the full-on investigation, uh, now this guy's been charged, he's been arrested, um, I don't know if he's out on bail or what, but he's been arrested. But then one other the inter- interesting things about him was he was making weekly trips down to a place called El Monte, California, or you know, Monterey Park, excuse me. And uh, he was uh, basically money laundering through some of the facilities down there. And uh, what he what, one of the things that got him busted to begin with was he was running a smoke shop and, be, shop, and behind the smoke shop, he was running a and off the books gambling organization. <laughs> so and he's so using he was, a smoke shop as a smoke screen. 
That's right. That's exactly. I was going to say that <laughs> you, you picked up on it anyway. So um, as it turns out, uh, Monterey Park is a is a heaven uh, for uh, money laundering out of the United States into China. And uh, so we know that and we know all about it. We've investigated. We know all about it. So anyway, so when this guy's name came up, we thought, you know, just this is kind of interesting. And our, our Chris Street, our CFO and CEO of New California State, he's the former treasurer of Orange County, California. And in his business as uh, Orange County, California treasurer, he was also on the NSA. And um, so being on the NSA and being having high security clearances, you know, he knows how money is transferred back and forth all over the world. He is used to trading billions of dollars on a day by day, hourly by basis. He he understands what the uh, all the the prerequisites and requirements of this guy had to been had to have been on this record. And, you know, when it started popping up, I mean, Chris has all the inside scoop on that. So um, he starts relating to me and we so we put our heads together and say, there's something really big going on here with this guy. And it was pretty obvious. He's living in spook heaven and uh, blows himself up. And of course, we thought it was plastic to begin with. But then we listened to one of our uh, new California state county chair people who is an army explosive expert. And he says, oh, no, he says, that's a gas explosion. As it turned out, it was another deeper investigation into some of the things about his gas bill and how they were coming out and having to make repairs on it. Well, one thing led to another. We soon deducted that he may be implicated in something to do with Hunter Biden in payments from various and sundry people into Hunter Biden and uh, Joe Biden. So we picked up on that, but we also picked up on election fraud possibilities because this uh, this man apparently has the same capability and skills not only to transfer money with all the most elaborate systems on the planet that high security clearances have to be required for he had them and he had access and so that we don't we don't know if this is all happening it did happen but he had access we know he had access yeah. he had the capability to do it but so the the bigger tie in for us out here in California was of course this notion that he was able to help launder money, perhaps, to China from Monterey Park, California. Now, here's the deal with that. You have, or we have right now in our country, her name is Julie Sue, And Julie Sue, she's the labor secretary. She's the labor secretary that has failed twice in the Senate to, be, to become labor secretary because she screwed up California so bad because she was in California first. And she was a labor <laughs> secretary here. And during the COVID when the uh, the COVID money started to come into the state, she conveniently failed to fix the computer systems and the screening system within the computers as to see who could be eligible for unemployment benefits. It's known as EDD out here, equal uh, the Employment Development Department. And so she was head of that. Well, the federal government left the back door open. And guess what? Billions of dollars started to flow into California, now, California state gets federal dollars and they take a piece of the action on the federal sure. dollars operational. And then that they pass that in for that money along to people that are unemployed. Well, it was billions of dollars coming in. And of course, everybody and their money, their mother, because there's no screening, was able to get all kinds of money and stuff. So you had gangsters down in Los Angeles 
um, able to get their EDD cards. And if they had several five or six driver's license and they could get more benefits, some of these guys are bringing in, you know, maybe $150,000 a day. So what you're EDD. saying, Paul, let me, I'm not trying to cut you off. I just want to, we're going to have to go to a, a, a break here in just a sec for headline purposes. But what you're saying is they figured out a way to get a lot of money. And this woman, uh, did, and, and that now people are paying off. And now this relates uh, to the fella in Arlington for one specific reason, and that is because, and Chris Street pointed this out, I was reading this on Joe Hoff's page, and this is rather shocking to me. Yeah. Uh, he he was, he, and this is what is not being reported on the news, he was uh, a part of the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, CFIS. Now, when CFIS. We, we're going to take a, yeah, we're going to take a quick break because we got to take a headline. But when we get back, I want to talk about what Cephas is and how uh, this you character was involved with it, because it all of a sudden there's a lot of dots there. Maybe we'll try and connect them on the other side. Let's take a headline break. You're listening to State of the Nation on TNT Radio. This news just in TNT Radio News. Ready? Go, go, go. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The United States intercepted another unmanned aerial vehicle allegedly launched from Yemen in the southern Red Sea on December 6. In a notable shift in its defense posture, Japan has begun integrating civilian airports into U.S. military operations. A military helicopter carrying seven people vanished Wednesday near Guyana's border with Venezuela, with authorities saying there was bad weather in the area and stressing there was no indication it may have been hit by hostile fire as tensions escalate between the countries. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Okay, you are listening to uh, State of the Nation, perhaps even watching it. Our guest is Paul Preston, and we want to talk about this James Hugh guy, because this is where we start to connect some dots here. The Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, apparently James Hugh, Paul, was the head of security. And not only that, but he was also the head of security at Global Crossings Telecommunications. Now, these are two, uh, two agencies that have direct ties to the CCP, not because they work for the CCP, but they're conduits for the United States government to work with the CCP. And you're saying that, hey, maybe John or James Hugh knew a lot more about some of these kickbacks to the Biden international family of grift. Is that where we're going here? That's exactly right. In fact, uh, if you take a look at the amount of money that he was probably exchanging, and if we jump into the, the California situation, we're looking at about a, a hundred a minimum, $180 billion in about a three month period for him, but it was it, the, the amount could be closer to a trillion. So that's a big amount of money. But so if you take a look at this and you say this, Joe Biden and, and uh, Hunter Biden are involved with this, this is, they're really small change. That's, that's the thing that's really kind of interesting. So why do you have a high value person such as him uh, b- delivering small amounts of money? Yeah. Perspectively, I know it's a lot of money to us, but you know, the small amounts of money, what what he does on a daily basis, uh, to Biden. So obviously there were some priorities being drawn up by the CCP and the Bidens together. Uh, and they were utilizing some very, very, a very, very sophisticated individual uh, to do just that. And that's and this the might thing. be why Joe this might be why Joe Biden said months ago, where's the money? Show me the money. 
Well, we know exactly. they were using we know they where they were using shell companies, uh, 21, 22 LLCs, and perhaps they were using government agencies uh, like Cephas, correct? The government agencies to protect themselves and to keep themselves out of trouble. And I think, and then this this came up. Um, I was watching the interview with uh, Representative Stefanik, and I think that uh, Mike Johnson was there also on Fox News a couple of days before the incident. And I remember them talking about these wire transfers, and I wasn't putting the two together with our things out here. You know, you just kind of don't do that. And then all of a sudden, I realized that uh, they have the goods on Biden. They know that they got these wire transfers. And now I believe that they know that where the wire transfers emanated from. And I think that's what's led to this guy's demise. That's that's speculation. But, you know, we're putting two and two together at this point in time. You know, I'm a science guy, so I appreciate conspiracy theories because <laughs> being a theorist and theoretical things happen to apply to the uh, scientific method. So but uh, it looks like this could be a potential that they were looking at. And again, what we know is they're talking about impeachment process starting next week. So yeah. it could things all be playing in one one swell swoop. I suspect it is. Now, one of the tells was that uh, Hunter Biden's uh, attorney demanded to have hearings rather than to have closed door sessions with, de you know, depositions Position, and things like yeah. that. And uh, of course, the, the Stephanie was saying, no, they want the truth out of this. So they want the, the depositions so that they can have records and and all that stuff, which I would think I would want to do the same thing. But that was yeah. just a two to two days before the incident happened. So I don't know. It's um, somebody. Yeah, it, somebody is very, it, 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 it is very, very it, 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 it's very interesting. It certainly does lend itself to a conspiracy theorist kind of angle. And and that would be all well and good if it were just that. But there's so much smoke around the Biden family that when you see, I mean, not many people decide to go, we're going to do a suicide by cop by blowing my house up. I mean, right. it, it seemed so bizarre. And it's almost a Seth Rich uh, kind of conspiracy here. But the fact of the matter is this guy was, in charge, at least security wise, of CIFIUS, which is CFIS. Again, that, folks, that stands for the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. And he was also head of security for Global Crossing Telecommunications, which is another multi billion dollar industry, I'm sure. And you're saying that he, maybe he knew something that he shouldn't have known. He's dealing with $180 billion. Of course, it's only small chump change what the Bidens got. But not to the Bidens, it's not. And maybe they said this no. guy's got to go. Well, and, you know, again, uh, because the Bidens really didn't get, you know, as, as much as what this guy delivers probably on a daily basis around the world. It's kind of it's kind of weird. I mean, you could have somebody in a bank someplace else doing those kind of wires. But why would you why would this guy be doing it? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But the, the best of the best in the in the the and I'm not saying he was the best of the best, but you know he had the highest clearances that he could possibly get, and we know he's directly related to the CCP, which is what's happened out here. We know that Julie Sue and her relationships with other people. When you start investigating her downstream, she's related to the CCP. Now we have a problem out here in California, in that our, several of our uh, our real our, our um, retirement funds have been uh, sort of hacked, had uh, CCP members actually being buyers that, for them for equities. 
So this is something they've got themselves placed in all over the nation, especially in the retirement funds and the retirement systems. We understand this goes on in New York. We understand it goes on in Illinois. We understand it goes on in Washington. And it goes on in other states as well at varying levels. But they seem to have embedded themselves in those positions, those key positions. That's why when you talk and, and take a look at CFIS and then you look at all the other tentacles that come out from that, uh, you, we've done these investigations so far in our election systems, and we're seeing almost identical patterns. And that's what I brought up to Chris. I said, you know, this is elections. And we had that conversation on my radio show this morning, and we kind of stopped and said, well, let's back up here a little bit and take a long look at it because finances is exactly like elections. So when you start talking about packeted information that's being transmitted from one place to another, you know, our election results get transmitted to Barcelona, Spain to Cytel. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. that all happened. And, you know, then yeah. then they, they bring it back to us uh, back over here. And, uh, you know, we we understand what the vo- the voting fraud is. We know that they changed the, the uh, votes and, and that sort of thing electronically within the machines. We have all that completely dialed in. And they don't yeah. like it. They don't like no, it. They but don't. Uh, they, if they want to disprove us, all they need to do is show us the machines and open it up. And we'll compare That's notes. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul, listen, so, we're going to have to wrap it up. But before we do, why don't you give us a website where we can go and learn really more? I mean, I know we've been talking about James, you a lot, but your your organization and your initiative for two Californias. I love it. Where can we learn more about it uh, and, and, and follow up on it? Go to newcaliforniastate.com, newcaliforniastate.com. And we've been at this for about uh, six years, actually. We're getting very close to statehood. We think that this whole financial collapse in California, which most of the nation doesn't know about yet, uh, it's a huge financial collapse. We're watching this day by day for the state government. And uh, when this starts to happen, you'll you'll really hear about it uh, probably in the next several months. And we'll be in Washington uh, pleading our case uh, to the House of Representatives for statehood starting in the middle of next month. So we well, went. Uh, we came out there in February this year. Now we're going to go back in January this next year, and uh, we should be. I, I'm telling you, it's going to happen real fast, real fast. God, I hope so. Well, listen. Uh, promise us you'll come back on the show and and discuss it with absolutely. us. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, Paul, listen. I I wish you the best of luck, Paul Preston. NewCaliforniaState.com. Go check it out, and hopefully we'll be uh, putting a new fly, a new star on the flag here before long. That would That's be wonderful. Right. All right, Paul Preston, God bless you, sir. Thank you for joining us on State of the Nation. Uh, We'll talk to you again real soon. You are watching and listening to State of the Nation on TNT Radio, and we'll be right back after this. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Uh Uh-oh, someone on the staff of Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas screwed up big time. She's running for mayor of Houston. And, well, before we get to the details, here's how she treats her staff or has treated them in the past when they screw up. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule and, uh, you know, if, if Boo-Boo did it, shit-ass did it, fuckface did it, then nobody knows a goddamn thing in my office. Okay, now watch this. Houston, I've spent my entire career fighting for you. From fighting to keep our kids safe from guns when I was on city council, to my days in Congress fighting to protect women's reproductive freedom and for funding for our police, schools, and small businesses. Now I'm running to be your mayor because if we're going to bring down crime, fix our streets, and bring good paying jobs here, then Houston needs a champion who's ready to fight for what's right. And I am. Did you see that at the end? It said, 
vote on December 7th. Let's put that up. Vote on December 7th. Problem is, the vote is on December 9th. Let me say it again. Uh-oh. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT Radio Vision. While serving in Afghanistan, I was hit by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. In the hospital, I was given a 5% chance to live. It's a good thing math wasn't my best subject. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I talk to kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles, and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Issues that dominate America. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation with me, Steve Hook. Brian Hesher McLean uh, is out on assignment. He will return, uh, but today it's just me. We're very happy to welcome back to the program Mark Powell. Mark is a former uh, San Diego Board of Education member, kind of a Renaissance guy. He's also a cop, uh, and uh, he's just his his history is fascinating. But we want to break down the uh, the state of public education and really the rampant rise of anti-Semitism that is roiling college and university campuses from one side of the nation to the other. Mark, hello, sir. Welcome back to the show. How are you today? Thanks, Steve. I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for having me back on the show. I think this is a really important topic, and hopefully I can crunch it all in here in this in this segment. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time, but we'll get a lot in. I'm sure of it. Mark, I have no doubt that you watched the testimony of these three college presidents, which should all be former college presidents from what I saw. From uh, from Harvard, we had Claudine Gay, president of Harvard. Liz McGill was there representing uh, UPenn. She's the president of UPenn. And then Dr. Sally Cornbluth from MIT. Boy, Elise Stefanik took them to school and made them look foolish. The backpedaling is 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 rather amazing to watch. But it seemed to me that these ladies were were scared to death uh, about having to defend Jews. Heaven forbid. Uh, what do you make of that a testimony? And what do you think is going on on college and university campuses? Well, they didn't have to just defend Jews. They needed to defend women. These Hamas rapists, and I use that word because they intentionally went in there and they were told what we want you to do is go in there, cause as much havoc as you can and rape women, murder people, take back hostages. Now, you're sitting there looking at three women. They can't even say, hey, we we oppose genocide. We oppose the rape of women. Some women were raped so viciously it broke their pelvic, cutting off the heads of babies. This was such an easy call for them to say, we we we're against this. We're against Hamas and we are for the right of Israel to defend herself because any other country would have that right. And no one and the reason why they they say that it's a Jewish thing is because 
Israel is a Jewish state. So they equate the politics with Israel with the people of Israel. And a lot of that has to do with a failed public education system that never taught the students about the establishment of the state of Israel. And that goes back, look, it goes back 3,500 years. But even Jesus, who was Jewish, you can go back 2,000 years and go, he was born in Israel. That That's the land of the Jewish people. It has been, and it will continue to be their land. Yeah, and and... You know, that's uh, as far as as far as the Israel thing goes, that drives me so nuts is that they are really they are very confident in their ignorance. Uh, and, and we're seeing it really all over these campuses. And I saw a news story before I came on the air today. And I I, I can't remember the fellow's name, but he did. I think he was a uh, he was a uh, professor, actually, of Jewish studies out at uh, a university in uh, somewhere in California. And he did a poll of some of these kids, and it, basically it was a, it was a questionnaire where he asked he had this polling agency go out and ask all these college kids what does from the river to the sea mean? What river? What sea? Less than fifty percent of them even knew what the term meant. Yet they're out there. That's what I mean. They're confident in their ignorance, uh, and they go out there and they shout it. Some of them were saying the Euphrates River and the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> it's like what? They're, so they're, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, they're clueless. And the reason why is because they, they were never taught. So you know where they get their information, Steve? They get their TikTok. information from TikTok. Yes, exactly. TikTok University. And if you look at the, the stats on TikTok, for every one video pro is on um, one TikTok pro-Israel, 54 anti-Israel. And these algorithms that feed these kids all of this garbage and nonsense, they just continue. So because they don't have a base or a framework of history, they have no clue. They were never taught. They you get their education from TikTok. And not only that, they get a whole lot of different education from TikTok. They think Jews are all white and they're racist. And they're, they, they have no idea that there's their group of Jews are called Falashian Jews. They're from Ethiopia. They're black. They're, yeah. they're, they have Jews from the Mizrahi Jews. They're from the Arab countries, from Syria, Iraq, Iran, that whole area, Libya. They look exactly like the Palestinians. They're, these guys are cousins. This is the same kind of bloodline are running, running through. And so for them to say Israel is a white supremacist, like uh, occupying uh, apartheid. forces. Apartheid, exactly. Completely. Yeah. Mis misinformation, bad information, and it's all fueled by this TikTok. Well, you know, listen, the way I see it, Mark, is if you don't know what river or what sea, maybe you should shut the hell up. And 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 not only that, but some of the other questions were basically like, uh, well, let me just go to Stefanik specifically, because she was wonderful, I thought. I'm sure you would agree. No. But when she said, is calling for genocide against your school policy on harassment <laughs> and not a single one of them could say one of them even said i think it was a uh, mcgill from upenn said well it's contextual at what point is genocide ever viewed from a contextual perspective genocide in, is genocide they 
so I've been in the I've been in the Jordan River. I've kayaked and and rafted down the Jordan River. I know exactly where it it is. So for them to say from the river, roughly the West Bank to the sea, what they're really saying is we want to get no rid of all the Jews. Yeah. And we don't care how we get rid of them, whether we have to displace them, murder them, kill them. And the only reason Israel currently exists is because every one of those Arab countries threw the Jews out. And they, they were thrown out of Egypt, out of Iraq, out of Iran. You can, you can see this going on through history. So now they're all thrown out of the country. They're exterminated in Germany and they need a place to live. So they give them Israel and they go, okay, we're going to have, we're going to, we're going to give you or let you live in your original homeland, which was theirs to begin with. And now all of these countries are saying, nope, you can't have this sliver of useless um, soil. It was the Jewish people there that turned this piece of the worst piece of desert in the region. They didn't even get the oil. At least the other people got the oil and can make money. They got no oil, no nothing. Yet through ingenuity, through desalinization, they turned it into an oasis. And the people living in Gaza had that opportunity to turn their their little Gaza Strip into the Singapore of the Middle It could have been the best place in the world, but they took all of the money. These billionaires are living in hotels and they used it to what? Build tunnels, buy bombs, shoot missiles into Israel. Just what, what a sad story for the Palestinian people to have to endure that kind of oppression. And the oppression is not by the Jews. The oppression is by Hamas. They're the ones who are oppressing their people. And it's the IDF that's going to liberate the Palestinians and give them the opportunity to regain their 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 country essentially their, where where they live in Gaza. Yeah. Well, I think it's important that when we talk about this conflict, people need to understand there are roughly twelve to fifteen million Jews on the planet. They, most of them, by the way, live in the United States of America. But those mm -hmm. that live in Israel, those that remain in Israel, and those that are still going to Israel through, uh, you know, that are that are Zionists that want to move there, that's still. 12 to 15 million people all together. They're surrounded right. by billions of people that are that are Muslim that despise them, that want them all dead. And now I find it hard to believe that the left has been so conquered by this and because they they think with their hearts, not their sleeves. They, they've looked at this and said Zionism is colonialism. And I guess that's what they're going with, knowing none of the history and not really giving a damn about the history. That's what drives me so nuts about it is learn the history before you start chanting from the river to the sea. Hell, some of these chants on these college campuses, Mark, and I need not tell you, but there's stuff like they're chanting Hitler was right and stuff like that. I don't know how anybody on the right or anybody that calls themselves a conservative, even a little bit of a conservative can agree with that kind of garbage. Um, no, they need, to, they need to shut those down, Steve. When you get a protest, they're saying from the river to the sea and Hitler was right, that shut it down. You're not allowed to protest. You're not allowed to advocate genocide. And these professors from MIT, University of Pennsylvania and Harvard should have just shut those down when they were going in that direction, shut them down. And can you imagine if Mexico decides that uh, the, the, co the colonies uh, are, are the United States um, 
illegally won in a war, California, and they start shooting missiles into San Diego and they come across the border and they start raping women and killing people and taking hostages. How, how would how would a, a United States react to that? Yeah. You, you think yeah. we'd, they'd have a problem? It, 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 now that you mention that, it does seem that Israel is held to a different standard. Uh, mm-hmm. I keep hearing this stuff like, well, you know, the IDF is just, they're just leveling places. They're not really paying attention. I'm like, hello, you ever heard of Dresden? Uh, you ever heard of the <laughs> firebombing of Tokyo? Uh, I mean, do you have any common grasp of, of history here? Uh, Israel didn't attack itself on October 7th, yet they'll still argue the semantics. They'll say there was no be- decapitated babies. Well, I happen to know for a fact there were decapitated babies because I've spoken with people that have watched the videos Yes. And it's it's gut wrenching the videos. In fact, I was listening to uh, some of the Congress members yesterday talk about this, saying some of them they wouldn't even show the the the, uh, the house because they were so gruesome they didn't want to show them in a public forum. And if you wanted to go watch them in a skiff, you could, but they advised many people to avoid it because Steve, they're so gruesome. Where 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 was the public outrage on these college campuses when Bashar al-Assad? was killing 600,000 of his own people. It wasn't because they were Muslim. Where is the public outcry when China is eradicating the Uyghurs, the Muslim population? I mean, the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs, they're they're, they're killing. And one of the only people that you heard talk about this was Enes Freedom, the NBA player. He wrote Freedom on his basketball shoes. He got a bunch of crap for that. They go, you can't do that. You can't advocate for that. He's like, are you kidding me? There's genocide going on right now. But there's no protests on college campuses there uh, for against China. There's no protests against Bashar al-Assad, who's still in power. Yet when it's the Jews doing it, oh, look at this! Those Jews, yeah, those racists, yeah. those Muslims. It's straight up. It's, it's it's straight up anti-Semitism, and it's hundred percent. And it's ugly to watch. And anyone who excuses it and pats themselves on the back for seeing the bigger picture, screw you. You're wrong. Now exactly. let me just uh, let me let me just. Uh, I'll give you an example of this, Mark. If you were to go on campus and say and and carry signs and saying, we don't like fat chicks, imagine, imagine what would come down on you. Or if you were to do anti-black marches, obviously, I'm not saying any of this stuff is good. It's all wrong. But imagine the outrage. But going against Israel and Jews and saying Hitler was right. eh, Well, it's context. Well, listen, listen to this. I love that analogy. You're 100 percent right, Steve. That perfect analogy. But what if you just simply walk through campus wearing a T-shirt with the flag of Mexico on it? Great. What if you walk through campus wearing a T-shirt with the Ukrainian flag on it? Great. You put a Jewish flag, an Israeli flag on a student and have them walk down to the middle of campus and they're in fear for their safety. That should not be tolerated at a school. No student should be in fear for their safety on a college campus. And I think that anybody of Jewish ancestry who graduated from Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, um, MIT, they should no longer provide them with any funding or donations at all and encourage their kids, if they're Jewish, don't go to those schools. Don't go to those schools that are not standing up against anti-Semitism and and. And if they can't even answer a question in front of Congress and have to backpedal later, those those presidents should the board they should be removed. They're out. Yeah. That's well, simple. Here, here, 
here comes my shut up and wrap up music. But before okay. we before we give in, give way to it, do you think those those presidents are going to lose their jobs, Mark? Um, well, if I have anything to say to say about it, maybe this program will highlight some of that. I hope so. But you know, the jury's out. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to lose their jobs. Yeah. God. Yeah. Mark, listen. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll definitely have you back on, Mark Powell. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Steve. And say hi to Brian when he comes back. I sure will. We'll have you again real soon. Well, that's going to do it for State of the Nation on TNT Radio. I will be back again without Brian Hesher McLean, but he'll be back soon, and maybe he'll call us tomorrow. Until then, thank you for joining us today. Goodbye.